let's talk about the ultra controversial Leah Thomas. Boom, boom, boom. So, if you don't know, Leah Thomas is the NCAA champion swimmer who is also transgender, who for the first three years of Leah's collegiate career as a swimmer competed as a male had somewhat success but not too much success but this last year Leah is competing as a transgender woman and Leah is whooping everybody in the pool a lot of people are up in arms because we have a trans woman who is a biological male at birth competing against biological women and a lot of these biological women basically feel as if they have no chance of winning. So me and Pat are going to examine this story and answer the question, do biological women and these physical sports and these physical sports, right? Because, um, I, I, well, I'm going to ask the question, do biological women have a chance in competing against trans women and sports where they have to compete against each other physically? So, I'm reading an article yesterday, and one of the articles is insinuating that uh, trans women have no biological advantage over biological or cis women, what they want to call them. I'm going to call them biological women. And um, one of the examples they used was like mental examples. But I'm like, we're not talking about mental with nobody saying that a trans woman has a mental advantage over a biological one that's not nobody saying when it comes to physical sports like running track playing basketball playing baseball swimming uh stuff like that mma there's a physical advantage so you want to you want to jump in my brother I'm, what you I mean, what you know about this what you know about i know you read up on this what you know about this? <laughs> Look, man, we we had this discussion when we talked about Caster Semenya and the over-testerone around... Um, yeah, right. The over-testerone women, as they called them, from the African countries trying to compete in the 800 meters and such. Um, yeah. There is, there's no way about it. And there hasn't been any major studies on it. And that's because right. anytime you try to talk about it, somebody come to chop your fucking neck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the closest study we have measured, uh, measured the physical fitness standards for transgender women in the military. In the military. And it found that even two years after they finished their hormone or they started their hormones, they still maintained a 10% advantage over women. To me, that says that the hormones are not changing anything because men roughly have a 10% advantage over women, period. So right. physically, and there's no way you can undo that. They still have stronger or uh, um, they still have the bone density advantages. They still have the muscular advantages. They still what? have the athletic advantages. They're all still there. Yeah, they all, all, all of that is there, like all of that. But the bone density, see the thing with the bone density is, and I think people need to read up on it. Thank, 
Read what estrogen does to the bones. The estrogen preserves the density of the bones. So that there's no loss of advantage in bone densities, and especially when we're talking about a combat sport like MMA or boxing or something like that, when it comes to those things like that, or even if it would come to the uh, NBA or things like that. So, but, but like Pat said, there's only been a small sample, small studies that have been done on elite athletes. So if there's a 10% advantage with elite athletes, there will be also you can assume there'll be a 10 cent 10% advantage with regular people. So take take a, a regular woman and a trans woman, and physically they are neither one of them, they are both said they both got sedentary lifestyles. They not let's say they're not overweight, but they got sedentary lifestyles, they don't really go to the gym in their life, they ain't really went to the gym like that. The man transitions to a woman. That man still has a physical advantage over that woman. Like, yeah. uh, uh, when I used to date the the young lady who uh, lift lift all the weights, was a figure competitor and stuff. Like when we would wrestle, man, I'd be I'd be doing her with one arm. She got all the muscles. Look at my arm. Look at my arm. <laughs> Look at my arm. Like I'm throwing her around with one arm. I'm talking about she be in the gym getting it. I'm throwing her around with one arm. We're stronger. I mean, I mean it, it ain't. It's, and when you look at track, and, and, and one thing like this, so Leah Thomas is dominating in the sprints, the short races. It'd be one thing if they were, because it's been shown that women, uh, women do tend to perform more comparable to men the longer the distance is because they have a stamina advantage over men. So in ultra marathons and in super long runs and activities, women actually can compete straight up with men and in a lot of cases beat men because they have that advantage. They have an aerobic, they're better at aerobic efficiency than men. Men are designed for power. Women are designed for stamina. Um, so it, like that, for them to say that there is no advantage and the only study we have says that there's a 10% advantage that's maintained. And then for you to look at the nature of the beast, like a 10% advantage is huge. Like I was telling you last night, a 10% advantage is the difference between um, a college high, or a high school championship in the 100 meter and a world record. In a hundred meter, that's ten percent. It don't sound that big, but when you're talking about in the world of elite sports, ten percent is huge. Ten percent yeah. is huge. But but Leah Thomas is lapping and tripling the other women she's she's competing against. Like she just won the five hundred yard freestyle, uh, so she won a she won the NCAA women's championship in that. Uh, Here's the thing, though, of course, because she was already an elite athlete as a he. Right, right. Yeah, because now Leah Leah wasn't the greatest swimmer as a male, competing as a male, but Leah had some success as a male. But like you're saying, she was he she when she was a he, he was competing on the collegiate level, which is an elite level. I, I would say once you get to college, you can call yourself elite, especially if you are doing well. Phys- and physically? Physically, have you seen Leah? Uh, yeah. 
it's look, a, it's different. A, it's a considerable, <laughs> and and it like it hasn't even been like a calendar year. Like it should like to try to have some kind of fairness in it. Liz shouldn't be competing this season. She should come back nah. and compete next season. No, nah. yeah, definitely. But the fact. The Definitely. fact that Liz is competing right now has been competing, and that's not even enough time for the hormones to take place. Leah is up to straight testosterone and killing those girls. So I read something that said Leah was the 400th ranked swimmer as a male. So if that's true, the 400th ranked swimmer as a male competing against women is dogging women. But bro. The four, think think about that. Think about that when we talk when people try to argue a physical advantage. The four hundredth ranked male swimmer in the world is the number one female swimmer in the world by a long shot. It's not even close. But, but that's the entire point I've been trying to make, bro. Like like people really need to because there's a lot of people out here spreading this women can compete with men thing think about this now flojo's record the untouchable record in the 100 meter dash 1049 untouchable hasn't come close to being beaten in 25 years there are high school boys in the 10th and 11th grade right now that would dog her out yeah, they not even that rare to find a tenth grade boy that can run under a ten four is not Man, rare. They, they just they. I'm, I was just watching something, um, and they were showing um, how fast uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill is for the NFL. He he played for the Dolphins now. He was a chief here Dolphin today, but they were showing how fast he was in high school, and in high school. He would have finished maybe fourth or fifth in the Olympic race with Usain Bolt in high school. So that Flojo record don't even exist. Right. They're in not, high school. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like they it's not it's so it's not fat and it's 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 irresponsible. And in my opinion, it's actually more than a little bit silly. To think that you could get on some hormones and six to eight months later lose all of that advantage. That shit don't even make sense to me. Right. But then you realize these people aren't trying to make sense. They're so busy arguing their emotions and their passions and what they right. want that they're not even stopping to consider everything else is happening. I mean... I don't. I, how do you? How can you preach equality while stepping on women? It's like shut up, women. Shut up. Let these trans women do what they do. Shut up. Nobody cares about. Nobody cares if you put in all that work. Nobody cares if you're doing this and doing that. Like these these young ladies have no chance. Some of these ladies' futures are being altered drastically because of this. And it's like, hey, the feelings of the trans community is what's most important. Equality, 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 trans, trans feelings come first because it's feelings over facts. It's feelings over everything right now. That's really what it is. And then a, a petition, there was a petition that was signed by 500 people. Um, the, the narrative is 
500 swimmers, um, uh, three to 500 swimmers signed a petition. But from what I was reading yesterday, it was the, the 300 people was a combination of current swimmers, uh, former swimmers, and other people who are in the NCA or support the swimming swimming community. So these were people who were pro Leah and pro uh, the changing of the rules to allow transgender people to compete. But you know, the question on the other side is, where are the trans men lining up to compete with biological men? Right. You don't hear about that. You definitely don't hear about them spanking people and setting records. I'm just saying. Remember, remember the uh, the handball team. I think it was Australia. Yeah. And they, uh, they the handball league. They let the male team in, and the male team crushed everybody. Like I say, you you had a UC a UFC fighter who fractured a woman's skull in like seven places. That's not cool. You had the high the the two high school uh, trans trans women. Uh, I think it was Connecticut. Who breaking all the records that the year before as as boys they were losing. Yes, women, they went breaking all the records. How was that fair to women? Hey, yeah, That's my question. It is not. And the, like life isn't fair, but sport should be. Sports. That's one of the primary tenets. Equal opportunity, not equal o- outcome. Equal opportunity. Right. And that's it's not. Like if we're sitting and, and and if there is a study that comes out at some point in the future that shows that after two, three, four years of hormone therapy, all competitive advantage is lost. Cool. I'm I'm but I'm with whatever the science say. But right now, I, I'm not against. I'm not against. I'm right now. Even if a study don't come out, if somebody said, "All right, it's been three or four years after uh, the hormone treatment," so. You know, let's do some physical testing. So I think this person could, could could compete. Some of the advantage is greatly reduced. A lot of that advantage is greatly reduced. Like you say, from from what we know now, after about two years, it's still a ten percent advantage. Uh, we don't know too much after that. But in the case of Leah Thomas, Leah Thomas, it hasn't even been a year. Yeah, that's a straight up. That's a male body swimming against females. I'm not calling right. her a male. I'm saying the body that she is currently existing in is a male body. Because, like I said earlier, I would it would feel a bit, a slightly bit better if Leah wouldn't have competed this year and came back next year after going through the treatment. I still would think, well, we still know that it'd be an advantage, but at least it'd be a bit better. But there was no time. There was no time off. It just I compete. Yeah, because if she can, if she competed three years as a male. And then was able to come back and compete her fourth year as a feat. Like Hold even, up now. even the coach Hold should have been now. like, "Come on, like you just Hold finished last season yeah. as a dude." So, so you have you have some swimmers on the team who are who support her, some swimmers who don't support her. Yeah, a lot of you know there are a lot of people who don't support a lot of the uh, outlets or the media outlets who are writing about it, they're very biased because they're they're saying people who don't agree with it are transphobic, and that's bullshit. By a difference of an opinion does not mean fear. Look, man, I'm not going to let these people and their labels bother me. Explain to me why it's trans. 
explain so, why it's transphobic. I agree it's not, but if that's what you want to if that's what you want to label me as transphobic because I don't think a transgender woman should be competing with natural born women, nor do I think that a transgender man should be compete man should be competing with natural born, natural men, born men because men have a competitive <sighs> advantage. And then we'll Sport- try to knock that we'll try to knock Look, that person's head off. Sports should be fair. And until such time as you can guarantee the fairness of it, you shouldn't be doing these kinds of experiments. If it's really that big a deal and it's really just about competing, then either create a league specifically for transgender peoples or have them compete in the sport that offers them or in the classification that offers them the least competitive advantage. That means transgender women still train and compete with men. Sorry, if it's really just about the sport, then what? Well, yeah, because and that's one of the things that was kind of contradictory about the article that you and I were talking about yesterday with uh, Leah trying to say it's all about swimming. If it's all about swimming, why didn't you just continue to compete as a male? And I know they tried to butter it up with saying, well, Leah had these feelings, these different feelings um, early on. And Leah met with the with the transgender activist or the counselor person. But why didn't you go seek um, professional help? Yeah. To deal with those feelings. Because you dealt with you dealt with an advocate, not necessarily a real, according to the article, a real mental health professional. Somebody who could help you through your emotion. Not saying, not saying somebody who would prevent Leah from transitioning, but will give Leah more of a real world clarity and uh, make sure Leah is not operating through feelings, but Leah is operating through logic as well as feelings and other things. Yeah, I mean, they would have. Uh, maybe the person she spoke to was, but we don't know because the article didn't say. Yeah. But if you really just spoke to a transgender mentor and advocate, then yeah, you that's what the article said. That you're right. You didn't get the tools that you needed to really right. understand what you were feeling, why you were feeling, and how to go about processing those feelings. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, what does that mean, you talk to a mentor? Uh, and how how is, a, how is a, and once again, we don't know this person's credentials, but they just said a mentor. So if you're just a mentor, how are you credentialed to help this person through this process? Right, you may have went through the process yourself, but do you fully understand on a holistic level what's going on? And can you accurately communicate that to that person in a way so they can help themselves? Because if not, you're just telling somebody something they want to hear. Well, and let's be clear about this, too. Usually you have a mentor to guide you through a process they've already been through that you're getting ready to go through. So if you spoke to a transgender mentor before you spoke to a licensed mental health professional about the feelings you were having, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's just, I don't like, but, but you know, you could transition. Right. Just, I just yeah, want to make sure right. persons, I just want to make sure a person when they transition that they're in the healthiest state as possible because we know the suicide rate and the depression rate for people who transition. Right. I'm, I ain't got nothing against transgender and you do your thing. If you felt like you needed to do that, that's cool. Not taking nothing away from anybody that feels the need but, to transition. But, but you also just can't time, take advice from anybody. Right. And at the same time, just like you want everybody to consider your feelings, you should have considered the feelings of all of the women in that pool that you was going to be swimming. Against. Right. 
But see, that's my biggest issue with a lot of this movement is me, me. It's all about me, 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 me. It's very narcissistic. Me, 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 me. And if you take the spotlight off of me, then you're a transphobe. And it's feelings, 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 feelings. Like you said, consider my feelings, consider my feelings. But hey, damn your feelings. Well, yeah, and and let's be real about this too. Let's be let's be a hundred percent real about this. If you were an athlete before you transitioned, and then you transition and start dominating people, you know that ain't you. Yeah. 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 Might like, stop it. But I mean, you know. You know. I, I don't I'm not I'm still not understanding why the women are still showing up. I wouldn't show up. I wouldn't all the women. If you know, if you are against it and you know Lil showing up, don't show up. If Lil gonna compete, ain't nobody could compete. The women, the women have a way more power than they understand. Hey, we will boycott this. But that's them being caught up in the feeling. Nobody, nobody wants to be looked at negatively. Like they 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 don't want to be seen as the evil people that like because because people have kind of matched kind of attached this whole transgender movement to the black movement and talking about how this is their civil rights and not this is this no, it no it's not no, it ain't. no it's no, it ain't. not and every no, time y'all do that y'all basically spit in the face of black people yeah you are you, you shitting on it because black people was not trying to force their way on to black people were fighting to be recognized as human beings. You guys are fighting to get your feelings to the front of the line. Let's just be real. A lot of the disparities, the narratives of the disparities that are talked about, and the numbers don't say what the narratives say. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I this this bothered me though because I I I was a competitor. I still coach and train. Bruh. And bro, <laughs> I, I've I've been making a joke for a while. Even even before I really start paying attention to the story, I've been, when I'm when I'm at work, I make the joke and I tell everybody, "Hey, I'm gonna try out for the FAMU girls basketball team next this up uh, next year. If I do that, I'm going to the WNBA, <laughs> bro. If I bro, if 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 I go out on family women's basketball team next because I got I still got four years of eligibility. I only need two. If I go out, matter of fact, I only need one because I've been out of I've been out of college more than three years. I've been out of high school more than three years. And it's the NBA rules anyway. So I've been out of college more than one year. So if I decide to go play to to be gender fluid and to be I'm still Joe Ward and I'm identifying as them, but I'm a woman because I'm a trans woman, but I'm going to look like this. I'm going to shave my beard down, but I'm going to look like this. And I'm going to go play basketball for FAMU women's basketball team. I'm going to the WNBA. And I'm going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And I'm going to go to the WNBA, and I'm going to be the all-time greatest women's basketball player. Give, well, give give me those facilities. Give me the ability to train like them women and all that stuff. Man, I'm bro, I'm dunking on chicks. I'm dunking on women. Cause they're not gonna be stronger than me. They're not gonna be faster than me. They're not gonna be quicker than me. I will be doing them. 
like all the all the videos go go, go online there are plenty of videos I'm, and i'm we're not saying women don't win not saying women don't win but uh if if you if it's a hundred percent men winning 80 percent of that maybe 85. There, there are plenty of videos of women challenging men in combat or in competitive sports physical competitive sports and women getting dominated not saying men win 100 percent of the time but 80 to 85 percent winning percentage yeah, i mean I you mean, you do the math i passed the class especially if we talking about and that's the thing right when you're talking about athletes you're already like most of the people that are on the college level i know we don't think about them this way but they really are all most of those people are anomalies to begin with like high school is really the cutoff for people that is you know just slightly above average right athletically they right. they do well in high school they typically get weeded out in college the people well, yeah, that well, you, you yeah. seeing in college those are athletic anomalies and unfortunately the truth is it's unfortunate for a lot of women and a lot of the, the trans supporters the truth is the anom the athletic anomalies for men have a lot higher ceiling athletically than they do for women that's just the truth of it now that's not to say an athletic anomaly for a woman can't beat an average joe dude of course she can look britney grinder we just talked about britney grinder britney grinder is six foot nine in the WNBA, and she don't dominate she don't dominate britney grinder is six foot nine and she can dunk she ain't got no hops Brittany Griner is the same height as LeBron James. Look at how high LeBron James jumps. Brittany Griner, she ain't got no hops. She don't get that high off the ground when she dunking. Brittany, that Brittany Griner misses dunks. She be barely dunking. And she's six foot nine. She's one of the greatest athletes in WNBA history. And she's six foot nine. And she don't got no hops like that. She be missing a whole lot of dunks. Brittany Griner probably got... 10 to maybe 20 dunks in her career. That's it at six foot nine. There's a there's a there's a competitive or physical difference between men and women competing. It just is. Yeah. Well, we gotta stop being nice and politically correct. This because a big part of sports is also mental. And if those girls is going into those races knowing that they aren't gonna win, yeah. And that, like you said earlier, that's affecting that's affecting the trajectory of their lives. It is. It is. It does. Like, like, just like, just like a lot of of, of the men we know depend on sports to get them out of their situations. Like these women depend on sports. But imagine training. Imagine being number one, the number one woman, because you know you work harder than all the other women. And this is your meal ticket out of this space. And your spot is taken because somebody who everybody already knew was going to win because that person had a built-in, born-in physical advantage just competing against you. Now your future is drastically altered. I'm just saying, women's feelings matter as well. They do. Uh, this, I do feel bad for all the war that Cause it's sad. Cause natural born women, cisgender women, can't even speak their peace no more without getting fired on. And that shit is. 
I know that's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, but us men, we're gonna have to have their backs. We're gonna have to be right there. Yes, yeah, she said it. Yes, she said it. And we're gonna have to stand up in mass. I mean, it ain't it ain't look, man. I don't care how nobody take it, but we gotta stand up in mass. Like, this is not about it's not about your feelings all the time. Like, grow up. It's not about your feelings. Yeah, you can feel how you like, feel. Like when something is wrong, it's wrong. So y'all like to y'all like to y'all white people like to quote Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King and injustice any somewhere is injustice anyway something like that what he said y'all know about the injustices <laughs> and stuff like that I quoted it wrong but I don't care but y'all know what I mean and injustice is an injustice mm-hmm. 